Eleanor without a bar. Welcome to 3PNR. I'm your host, Adamar, and joining me on this episode is Harley Black from Haunting the Haunts Paranormal. How are you doing, Harley? Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for being on. I'm glad to have you, by the way. I, it's a really different name, Haunting the Haunts. Yes. Uh, I figure if we show up enough places to the haunted location, then we're haunting it too. That's uh, that's the approach I want to take. I'm going to eventually do a documentary. I tell people it's a lot. I'm, I'm going to run at the problem, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, if you're not running at the issue, then you're in the wrong field. Exactly. All right, so let's start with this. What put you on this path? Oh, my gosh. We're just going to get right into my feels already, huh? Yep, right. Well, that's, everything <laughs> has an origin. I love knowing the origin. Uh, so a month before my eighth birthday, my mom died. Like, to the day. She died October 12th. My birthday is November 12th. Huh. Uh, and then two years later, on my birthday, I actually saw a full-bodied apparition of my mom in my bedroom. And I froze. And I didn't say a word. And then she just disappeared. And ever since that moment, I've regretted not saying anything. Yeah. So it has been my mission in life to not ever let that happen again and to hopefully see her manifest again. And at this time I'll have a lot more to say. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I hear that commonly, uh, especially with relatives. Um, it's like their, their, their final goodbye. It's their way of, of, of letting you know something, their peace. And you're not the only one to say that they were frozen by this and they didn't react to it. And I can see what you mean by that. You want to, now you want to know, right. And you want to speak to her and, and, and I get the idea of like, I wish I would have said something. Exactly. Just give me one more chance. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, so, that's where I'm at. <laughs> so from that point on, you're out there, you just it got you deep into paranormal investigating? Yeah, I just, I dove head first at, as a small 10 year old with the little bear recorder with the microphone, you know, and he had like the cassette tape in his tummy. Oh yeah. What was that? <laughs> what was that called? There was a name for that thing. I have no idea. Yeah, Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I had one of those. And in my head, uh, I figured I could just record voices that I couldn't hear. And I don't know where I got this theory from. I have, At that point, there wasn't TV shows about the paranormal or anything. And I just thought there was going to be an EVP. And so I gave it a shot. And sure enough, I did catch uh, voices that I didn't hear with my ear audibly. That's a, I, I hear that commonly too, especially at a, at a much lower frequency. Yes. So in your field, in your field research so far, what, what have you come across that has you in a position of now, you know, outside of the, the mom apparition, are there other things you've seen that put you in a position to say this, there's no doubt this is going on? I will give you a fantastic example. So we frequent the Sweets Hotel. It is in Southern Minnesota, right? Like a half mile from Iowa. Um, in Leroy, Minnesota. And we had heard that there were children there. And so all kids love to play games and they love to race, at least where I grew up. And so I had an idea of I would have a flashlight at one end of a hallway. In the center, I would have a millimeter, which would uh, register the electromagnetic field and go off with different colors and sounds. 
And at the very far end, it would be myself. And we were having the flashlight go off and then the millimeter, and then the child would come and give me a high five, run back, have to hit the millimeter, and then turn off the flashlight. And I would count out loud so that we could time them. We had this going on for literally 15 minutes, and it was the flashlight and the millimeter were going off so sporadically, like I had to tell the children like one at a time because I can't keep up counting if everybody's going at the same time. And then we got it right back to order. So that, you know, this is turning fiction to fact. Yeah, you. Uh, I read that. And, uh, I got you on LinkedIn, and it was uh, talking about turning pseudoscience into science. And I agree with this one hundred percent. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's all that science is is measurable data repeated. Right. And this and, is measurable data repeated. There's no doubt about it, especially with the millimeter uh, giving us actual digital readouts of the electromagnetic field changing. Yeah, you know, it's again, glad you said it. I, you know, I've spoken to Steve Murr when you get an opportunity to listen to that episode, or I did a few episodes with Steve Murr. He's he's a parapsychologist. He's he everything paranormal, anything parallel to our normal, he looks deep into it. And I'm glad you said that, trying to turn pseudoscience into a science. And that's what we should do. I, I don't know why there's not more universities that are putting more time and effort into this. And I, I assume that we're going to be soon, only because we're experimenting now. We're, we're going to be moving towards uh, greater sciences, right? We're going to be using quantum science for one. Eventually, one of these are going to open that doorway, and it's going to be an undeniable realm at that time. Absolutely. I like. I mean, they're putting enough money into extraterrestrial sciences and learning what else is out there in the galaxies. Let's look at home and like explain what is going on here and what does happen to us. How can we get intelligent responses? Like, do you have a choice? Like, there's a million and a half questions I'm sure your entire audience could ask. And I want those answers. Same. And that's why I'm doing this. I mean, this is why I interview multiple people, different people, because I want to know. That's at the end. I think people misunderstand that I'm doing a podcast. I'm just trying to build like this audience and make some money or whatever it is. I want these answers. Like, that's what has me talking to people, build a network and let me know where to go look. And how to go look for better all. I think most of us just do this for free. To be honest. Or we're like actually paying out of pocket. You know, to go to all these different locations. Or our hotel stays and our, you know, gas and whatever. You know, most of us are paying for this out of pocket. None of us are paid. And it's just, it's something in our soul that just drives us. Right. And that's the, I'm glad you've touched that too, because listen, some of these people in these bigger networks, you know, fantastic things happen on that show, but we know, I, I know anyway, that a lot of that is, you know, it's, it's, it's exaggerated and it's because it's TV and I understand it's TV. You want viewers. I get it. But oh yeah, definitely. I know a bunch of like, uh, like David Olson and, uh, from Chicago paranormal. This guy's got like, I'm not even kidding. He has the ecto two. He has a, a, an ambulance that he modified into a paranormal research laboratory on the move. He has an insane amount of equipment. He's, I mean, that guy's invested, right? And people, like I know him, that gentleman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, he's a great guy. I love that dude. I love yes. him. He's so enthusiastic and he's very open minded. He's a cop too, by the way. So yes, <laughs> when he was talking to me and he was showing me so many images of what he had, I was like, Oh my God, man, like you're in like, so people like him, when I see them, they're not making money on this. They just, he so badly wants to know what's out there. He's, he's invested himself pretty deep. 
and people like yourself, same, you know, I'm going to eventually do a documentary. And Absolutely. I love on the TV shows when they say it's unexplained activity or unexplained phenomenon. So I've taken that phrase and really just ran with it. And you can see jump ropes, <laughs> pulling open cupboards. Um, you can see like arms throwing stuffed animals across the room. And I will clearly say it's unexplained activity because it's, I don't know whose jump rope that is. I don't know where that toy came from. And it's just a spoof on the entire field because I think it's paramount to make fun of yourself. Right. Especially to the naysayers. <laughs> of course. And the so. biggest, the biggest part of it science is, um, listen, there's a lot of people, I get on these Facebook groups too, and they, they speak at length of this. And you know, I, I'm the Tampa Bay. Uh, so there's one, the Tampa Bay paranormal society. They, you know, I'm not saying everything's a nugget, but every so often they'll, they'll post something and it and next thing you know, I'm digging and I'm looking into it. And there's, there's a lot of other paranormal like Facebook. So I have to, I have to look at those because every so often someone's going to give you something and, you're, and it's going to give you something to think about and look deeper into. Absolutely. For you, when you're out investigating, you have a team or are you doing this solo? Uh, I do have a team now. <laughs> Okay. And Up until about a year ago, I was doing it solo. And throughout your 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 investigations, what what's uh what's one place you've investigated at where you you'll never return? You'd never bother with it again. Those are the ones I'm interested in. I don't have a location like that. Yeah, because okay. now I've had the locations where I've been physically um harmed, but right. I'll go back every time because. Well, why the heck not? Yeah, because those are the ones I'm going to run to. <laughs> right. Like, because somebody says, no, don't go there. This place is demonic and it's evil and they'll hit you and scratch you. I'm like the first one out the door and driving there. Like, that sounds fantastic to me. I want to go where everybody else says, no, don't do it. Yeah, I mean, you have to, because otherwise no one will know. It'll be a mystery forever. So, <laughs> well, if the activity is that insane, I want to be there and I want to say hi and let's be friends. My tactic on communication with spirits or the afterlife, however you want to phrase it, is entirely different from anybody else you'll ever see. And I am the biggest goof, dork, whatever you would like to call me when it comes to <laughs> investigating. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna end up being the same way. Might like I, I say this a lot. My documentary might be my demise because I'm 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 not. I I have like, I'm unusually brave with stupid things. And so if I'm in a field, and it's all the big ones, ufology, paranormal, Bigfoot, all of them, I'm going to be out there documenting as much as possible. And I'm one of those people. If I see Bigfoot, I got to run at that thing and grab it. I might get killed by it, but I'm documenting it, right? Because I, there's no way I'm going to return from that without having something in hand. Make sure you pack bologna. Everybody likes bologna. So I figure he'd like bologna and then you'd just be friends. You never know. Maybe you're right. <laughs> I have no idea, but that's what I would do if I was to go and hunt a Sam Squanch. So, you know, back to you saying you got harmed at a site. I'll tell you what that is or what my theory and what I've heard from others. These are pure energy entities, right? And whether they want to touch you to be pleasing or they want to touch you to be angry, they're both going to feel the same. They have to manipulate energy to do it. It's not going to feel good either way. You know, I this was way back in my the early first year, year and a half of my career, and I was watching TV. 
and I was really ignorant and uneducated. Since then, I've acquired my parapsychology PhD, as well as my metaphysical or humanistic science uh, masters. So I've learned quite a bit over the years. Um, I personally believe that my vulgar provocation of just disgusting self deserved what was happened to me. Um, I would never, ever speak that way to you face-to-face or anybody else that I can't see ever again. So you were provoking a spirit. I was. I was (laughs) completely rude. And I can, you know, and I have um, the humble ability to be able to admit my wrongs and um, hopefully teach somebody else, like, don't use provocation. Don't be threatening. Don't, if that's not how you would walk into your mother's home, don't walk into their home like that either. Right. You know, big, big, you know, that's a good point because with children, I hear a lot of people say with kids, if you, if you come off very inviting, you'll have an interaction. Uh, there's people that go to the prisons and if you go there and you're vulgar, you're going to get a negative reaction. So depending on what you do, I think that's how the reactions work. Well, it's just like a living person. If I walked into your home and you had no idea who I was and I started calling you all sorts of names in the book and then demanding that you act like a circus clown for my personal amusement, yeah, I can't imagine you're going to let me be in your house for very long. Yeah, there's a flip side too. Like you're going to these houses. Like let's say, hypoth- and I said this a lot on the show, I think this wholeheartedly, but you're going to a house where people are being disturbed by a, an entity. Uh, you don't know. That guy might think it's his house still. You don't know how he perceives what's going on around him. He might, in other words, you're going in there to investigate ghosts. And like you, like the, you're the title of your company, Haunting uh, haunting the Haunted, you might be bothering haunting them. The yeah. yeah, you might be bothering them. <laughs> so, Oh, absolutely. I think the repetitious uh, menial questions, can you knock on the wall? Can you do this? Turn on the flash. Like if you hear that, Every single weekend for the last, let's say, 20 years, you're going to pull your invisible hair out. Yeah, in a heartbeat. You know, try to imagine this in your head, too. You get a, a, a ghost who wants to be an antagonist, right? Like for me, when I, if, when I pass, I, I'll probably be the one that sits in your house singing the same song over and over again until you lose it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> flip the coin to them. Now you go to the house and you're doing the same thing over and over again, right? Trying to get their attention. They're getting aggravated. <laughs> you got to imagine. Adam, Adam, I have to ask, will it be the lamb chop song? The song that never ends? No, it was for me. <laughs> I, I thought that one, but for me, there's a, there's a wiggle song called where's Jeff. My daughter used to oh, watch. And my it, gosh. It's punishing because you can't get it out of your head. <laughs> oh my gosh. That or the baby shark song. Yeah. Yeah, punishing music that's not even close to being something you would entertain yourself with, right? So, Right. At least Lamb Chop, I think, at least I would sing along with the spirit that's saying that. <laughs> at least till month two comes by and you start slipping into psychosis, right? Oh, my God. Let's hope. So uh, moving forward for you on your investigations, do you have any big plans coming up? Anything you want to work on? Right now, I um, am working on a book. Um about paranormal um, activity theories. And then I'm also setting up public tours um, that we'll be giving tours with, with my company, Haunting the Haunts, um, at the Suites Hotel in Leroy, Minnesota. Uh, that place we have just been hitting up 
almost every other weekend. So two, three times a month, just trying to really build that rapport with the spirits so that when we show up with other guests, hopefully we can have some activity. Yeah. I don't think anyone ever heard anyone put it that way before building their trust. So this way, when you bring guests around, it's, it's not like who or who's this, what's going on. That's a, I never thought of that. I can literally say every place that I've been, I have gone to at least 20 to 30 times repeatedly, um, like months and months and months. And I have rapport with all of these different spirits at these places where they show up at my home and I don't even have any clue that I'm going back to these places, but they'll show up and it's like, okay, so I'm going back to Palmer's or okay, I'm going back to Thayer's and then I'll get a phone call like, Hey, you know, you're needed over here for whatever the reason is. Right. And so, I mean, the spirits do, they don't follow me home. They just show up right before I'm about to go back to wherever they are from. Have you, are, are you, so when you, when you do this, are you documenting like video and, and photos? I am. Yes. Uh, my audio visual tech, uh, Bermuda is currently in the middle of editing about two months worth of us over at suites. Wow. Is that something you're going to put on YouTube or like a... Yes, that is the idea. I think we're looking about hour-long episodes. And so we're working on a 14-episode, like, first season um, that we should be releasing here, hopefully very soon. Yeah, let me know about that. I'll I'll watch and post. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, as I tour this country of ours to start, when I'm, uh, like, people like you and some of the other people I've connected with over the, the course of time of doing a podcast, this is my network. This is where I'm going when I'm going to start my documentary, right? So your tours, I'll join. And, you know, forgive me in advance, but if I see something, I'm running at it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, uh, I would be happy to have a partner running with me <laughs> good, because good. everybody else just kind of sits back and, um, well, this stems from my childhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is from my, my childhood. Like I, I, I told this story before. Um, I live in Florida and at night. My friends and I, we were kids, we'd sneak out and play manhunt in the woods, right? We'd have our little team set up. And it's always, so there was one night where the moon was out. We're all by the park. And if you could envision the parks in one place, and there's this big lake, like in the center here and on the other side of some woods. And everyone in the group of us said they saw shadows on the other side of the lake. No questions asked. I mean, I had a guess. I think I was like 12 and I'm running across the lake, around <laughs> the lake as fast as I full speed. Cause I got to see this. I got so upset that they saw it. And I didn't. And I got there and there's nothing. And then, you know, there's that moment when you're walking back and it dawns and you're like, you're in Florida, it's nighttime. There's gators, there's mosquitoes, there's snakes. <laughs> like, oh my God. Didn't even think of it. Just ran to go see this, the, the, the shadow things. What I never did think about is what happens if I get to it and it doesn't move. <laughs> Start conversation, I hope. You know, uh, that's what I've done. I've walked out into hallways uh, before, and there was like a dark mass that was covering up all the pop machine lights at the Palmer House in Sock Center. And apparently, you know, it's there's a million stories about how there's a demon in the basement, which we'll just let that set in because that's what's out there on media. Right. And so I walk up to it like, hi. I'm Harley. Who are you? And right behind me, I've got three of the event people that were there, like pulling me away from this black mass. Like, no, you can't go touch it. Like, well, why can't I touch it? That's what I do. I touch things. Yeah. I mean, that's science. (laughs) Right. I just, I want to say hi. You got to get your hands Uh, dirty. Right. Uh, You can, like, I've got 
video online of from when I was at Thayer's. And Gus Thayer was the original owner and builder of the Thayer House. I believe it was 1907. Don't quote me on that um, year. But I actually have video of on the SLS camera, the structured light sensor, with him twerking with me. Wow. <laughs> so, um, well, you got to get – here's what people don't understand, I think, anyway. they We have consciousness. We have – we're intelligent. We have emotions. We have a psychology set. We have a personality, as is here, as is there. It's, it's like a same trait, just the, the, the physical part of it's different, right? So – there's got to be a psychology to these entities and a personality. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You know, here's a big thing too. Now I'll bring, I'll ask you about this. Uh, Cause this is something I've been, it's, you know, it's in my brain, my brain bounces around with theories and I'm always thinking out loud. So this planet's 4 billion ish years old. It's an old planet. We have no idea what lived here prior to us that may have been an intelligent being, right? I mean, with dinosaurs, we do know about the, the bones are large enough where unmistakable that they were a biological creature, uh, though some weird organizations would disagree, but we don't know what was here intelligent prior to us, like, like another civilization uh, or some of these, this, this darker energy might've been around because consider the first billion years of the earth. Not a very hospitable place for us, per se, but we don't know what existed in that time. So how much of this, these energies that are floating around, like our energy, is kind of residual, still around? Exactly. You don't. So they said that the Velociraptor um, was extremely intelligent. They could communicate with each other. I want to see a Velociraptor ghost. Yeah, like an energy, you know, I never thought of that either. Just like us, our energy, some of our, the big thing, and I talked to some of the, the afterlife people about this, but when you perish from this world and you're seeing your relatives before, you know, you're in that, that moment where you're dying, you reflect on your life, uh, you have time to see your relatives. They're, they're there to be in, inviting, uh, alleged anyway. I don't, I don't know, but I'm just speculating. But these people that die like that, like a gunshot or a car accident, it's instant. And their energies in this—they're still here in this state of confusion. Like, what just happened? And they're kind of trapped here in this in between. And/or, you know, maybe there's the push. Like me, for an example, I don't want to go. I want to stay here. I like this place. <laughs> I'm going to be—I'm obviously going to be the spirit hanging around. Same for them. I think you're right. Uh, a raptor spirit, sure. If it died instantly, it has no idea what happened. Its spirit could very well still be here, wandering around in a state of confusion, or fully aware now of what whatever it is, and it's a okay with it got chicken spirits actually chicken uh evps before i've heard that um, from the stone mill in in suites in landsboro minnesota uh we were there it was an old chicken processing factory place uh from live chicken to i guess what you see at the grocery store is from what i understand and we were in the very bottom like basement room uh and I caught chickens clucking after I went to Target and bought this chicken. It's named is Roxy. And it clucks and sings and it bounces up and down and then eggs roll out of its butt. <laughs> and so I'm such a dork. <laughs> I told you I my investigation style is a bit different. So I can actually here. I will play this for you. What is this it, thing sounds like. Yeah. 
Oh my god, and they react to that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So this thing is white and polka dotted rainbow colors. Okay? Right. And it's bouncing up and down. Because <laughs> I couldn't find anything else that was a chicken at the store. And so I brought that in and I put it in one of the old chicken cages. And sure enough, after my the toy chicken shuts off, you hear a rooster in the background uh roostering or doing the sounds right you, you know it's energy though like every living thing on this planet is formed from energy at a base and, right and as it perishes it it will depart here as a form of energy uh you know i have a lot of theory on, on how where you know i personally think our energy gets recycled or goes to the next plane however it may work but yeah every living thing has an energy source and so it would make sense that their energy source like us can be left behind and triggered by toys. Yeah, it's well. It's good that you do this. Listen, you're experimenting. You're supposed to. It's science. <laughs> you know, anyone that's... I have this thing where people say they're like, well, I'm, I'm an expert at this. Like, well, how? Like, I, I would prefer to be a student as long as possible because then you're still, you're still trying to learn. Uh, until the day comes where you have an uh, uh, apparition in your house and you're having full, like a conversation with them, interviewing them, it's hard to call yourself an expert, you know, a specialist. Sure. Cause you specialize in doing it, but what you're doing, right. I, I applaud that you're, you're actually experimenting and trying new things. And I think I agree with that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't call myself an expert by any means, but I believe you should be a bit more professional than me um, being an expert, but specializing it. I wouldn't even say that I am just a girl out there just making a fool of myself and hanging out with spirits and just talking to walls. Well, some, I mean, look, someone's got to do it. I'm going to eventually do it because I, I, I'm dying to know answers. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to push till I find answers. So what locations have you come across so far in your experiences that have the, the, the most activity? And, you know, expand on that. Brothels. Brothels, brothels, brothels. They are the most fantastic locations with I personally believe the best evidence brothels. Yes. Wow. Like former brothels. Uh, Thayer's in Annandale, Minnesota was a brothel, the Palmer house in sock center. Uh, all of these locations are in Minnesota was also a brothel suites and um, next door to the stone mill in, um, in Landsboro was there was a brothel there uh, for the chicken workers. Every single owner, I shouldn't say that. We'll say 90% of all the owners that we encounter, um, the wives I have made to be women of the night. And then we will watch what happens on the SLS camera. Uh, I've got some very dirty SLS camera videos (laughs) that I don't think I should even put out there. No, you should. uh, It's Because they're kind of provocative. Like, they're fully clothed. But I don't think the spirits really mind i don't think they care no you're not going to take them to court so (laughs) no uh at the thayers in annandale uh we had the owner clean um in one of the main rooms that was believed to be the main part of the brothel uh she was in the hot tub and we have a figure mapped on the sls uh following her from the bed to the hot tub and then doing a pole dance on one of the pillars of the bed frame 
So it's uh, quite amazing sometimes what you get. Yeah, I mean, again, as is here, as is there. I mean, they don't know. I mean, it's perception. So in their eyes, that building is still the brothel. They're still in their time period. And they're still in the company of those that they, they were in the company with at that time. And that we have um, coins that were given to me by an old client that I had done some work with. Um, his grandfather from World War II brought back some uh, brothel coins from different countries, huh. which um, were given to me because he didn't want them anymore. And so we bring those with us to these locations. Like here, you know, here's the coins she's bought and paid for. Do with her what you please. And it's uh, very fruitful. Huh. So. And so that 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 gets a reaction, which I, I imagine it would, because that's their payday, right? They turn. I think they turn those coins in for pay. You turn them in for a woman. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. So it's the guys that get the women. So they pay for the coins. I get it. I, right. And then you bring up the coin to the whichever woman that you choose and give her that coin because they're not trusted with actual money ever. Right. You know. Right. And so then she's all yours to for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I bro, brothels is not, you know, not to get off subject, but why are these gone? <laughs> you know, um, not, they are not. You just have to go to Vegas. Yeah. But that's, I mean, They're for, right outside Vegas for, for, for every city. Imagine the crime rate would rate would drop. It would plummet. Right. I, I would think anyway, right. There'd, there'd definitely be no rape. There'd be no reason. You, well, unless you're poor or that, yeah, and right. you can't well, get a coin, but it, then I would just imagine more bank robberies, which, you know, that kind of, it matches that time frame. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> you just need to rob a bank to get, buy a coin. <laughs> <laughs> are, so are you getting contacted? Let me ask you this. I ask a lot of the paranormal people this. Do you get contacted to remove spirits ever? Yes, I do. How? What are the measures for that? So there is no guarantee ever. Right. Like, I will not ever go into a situation and tell you absolutely 100% I can do this. No worries. Leave me your house keys. But I will go in there and say I can try. And there are blessings that can be done um, th that the Catholic Church uses um, when they're performing exorcisms, uh, the blessings of the home, uh, burning sage. But really, I mean, if a spirit wants to stay, they're going to stay. I, I would imagine eventually when science comes to the terms that apparitions are real, that they're going to start utilizing electromagnetic fields to start doing these removals, right? It's going to have to be a sign because not all spirits are good spirits. It's like here, not all people are good people. And above all, imagine having a priest going to, to do an exorcism on a spirit that predates religion. And he's saying these words and his spirit's probably like, what the hell is this guy talking about? <laughs> you know? Like, so it's, right. it's bizarre. Cause again, especially when I start reading about ancient Egypt and, and, and some of the things that it, uh, the spirit world then, and, and it's, there's so many parallels with that. How do you remove something that's for like two billion years old, an entity that's two billion years old, has no idea what our language means, period. Right. Just hangs around. So eventually science is going to get involved. Eventually. You know, let's hope so. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, that's a, uh, I'm, that's a good that's a good thought. I've never really uh, put much stock into like what is really going to happen to can we actually remove them like physically with some sort of equipment like you know like you said like a field of some sort just to 
you're just have got to go. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's still a concentrated energy or otherwise. I personally believe our consciousness and our soul are one and the same. I think it's the same thing. It's just raw energy. Uh, it's utilizing our computer, our brain and our body to machine. And when the vessel's no good, it's time to get recycled and or move to the next place or they hang here where we deal with them. And so that being said, if it's raw energy, some field, something in physics will be able to manipulate for both study and removal eventually. I think so. Or that's the hope. <laughs> I'm just going to jump on your train with this one because I just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I I'm one of these. I sit around thinks I watch Ghostbusters. I'm like, why isn't this not real already? Where's Where's my ecto pack? You know, like what's up with this? So that's that's how that's how I view everything. Because when you were telling me earlier about you setting up the the flashlight and then the meter in the middle, and you want to that's science minded. You know, you're experimenting with something outside of the box. I've always said this. Why Why aren't we using more fog machines and and certain lighting? And, and so if you want to imagine if there's an entity in your house and it's raw energy. How would I get the an image of that raw energy? And so what would manipulate energy? Well, water's a great conductor, and casting certain lights into the shadow of that water when it's being conducted could give you almost a, a silhouette. So, you know, it's it's hard to decipher what's the... And that's why it takes people like you and other people I've been speaking to to experiment and try these things. Because otherwise, was, we keep using okay. the same machines. <laughs> right. Like, I was thinking, like, you know how you have the mist function on your, like, ho- your, like, hose sprayer thing? Yeah, exactly. So if you take the mister and then you take the fog, right, and then mix the two, could you get, like, a good, like, like you know, because the electricity would then, I would think, react with the water and then the fog being in mixed with the water then you'd be able to actually see some type of a form but i just don't go to places where they're going to allow me with the hose in their hallways and <laughs> yeah get soaked you know based on what you're saying is not very far off things nikola tesla was thinking about you know <laughs> so it's it's not it's it's not practical which is why it's not commonplace and so until you like think about how many things that we have were invented by people, some on accident and some with just wild imagination, you know, like x-ray machines. That wasn't a thing we discovered when we were playing with radiation and, and, and nuclear bombs. And we started discovering what the aftermath is. Oh, is that casting an image over there? You know, I mean, that's, that's what happened. It's not, there was no one that sat down and brainstormed this. So sometimes you have to experiment with stuff to see what happens. And then you never know what results you might be experimenting with something to find ghosts and end up having a way to see clean through walls with some sort of physics. You don't know (laughs) (laughs) that, you know, we experiment with different lights and different light colors and night vision and IR and the SLS cameras. And I heard that they're trying to get cameras that can go even darker into like what we can't see um, into like the blue and red spectrums and then even higher spectrum. It's just, I'm waiting for them to come out with these things so then I can just play with them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hear a lot of investigators use the uh, the Connect from Xbox because it's got yep, that recognition. the SLS system. Yeah, well, uh, try to picture this in your head. Imagine using the quality of, of the, the facial recognition that, the, per se, the FBI has. Forget it. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It, no one tries these things. I mean, there's even a story I read some time ago about uh, one of the facial recognition machines at, at a building in a in a, some city. I don't remember. I can't, I wrote it down a long time ago. Well, anyway, it kept recognizing a face, and then they replaced it 
thinking it was flawed. And then when they replaced it, it with the same machine, same location was doing it again. And then it one day just stopped. But the point I'm making is maybe that entity got tired of going to that building, moved on to the next one. So I don't know. I make room for a lot of ideas. I think, I think science has a capability of doing this stuff. So I agree. In, yeah. So in, for you in investigating in the future, um, if you had to pick equipment, any equipment you could possibly have, what would it be? Right now, I don't have a REM pod, which is, sounds like so silly and like one of like the smallest um, pieces of equipment. But that would be a, what I would want in my arsenal. We're going to have to get you a REM pod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's literally that is all I want right yeah. now. I'm not even going to go huge and spectacular. No, just a REM pod. Yeah, I mean, for me, again, like, I don't know. I, I watched, I just watched Ghostbusters Afterlife. and uh, Oh my gosh, I loved it. Yeah, it's a good nostalgic piece for me, too, right? Plus, the whole thing. I mean, so the point I make is you see the equipment there, and and by standards of movies, that's dated equipment. But where's our equipment like that? You know, like. Right? Like that, when they were like coming out with them, like, where did you guys come up with these ideas? And are these real? So I Googled it. Yeah. Well, and I was disappointed that they weren't real. Yeah. You know, like a lot. So every, it's funny that art translates to, to science eventually. Like most things that we saw in movies a long time ago became, you know, normal today. Like face, like FaceTiming was in movies in the 60s, 70s and 80s. And now it's it's commonplace. So, I mean, for God's sakes, we have a machine, a, a telescope in space that could see a penny on the moon with clarity. We can't have something that, that disrupts the field around us so we can observe a potential energy that's walking around. Come on. It's time. <laughs> you know, the, I just got this. Um, it's like a 360 little uh, stand for your cell phone. And with the programs in it, it does facial recognition, right? So then right. it sees your face and it'll map you out. So then you can walk from side to side and all around this little stand and it will follow you. And it's for a TikTok or whatever. But so I thought, well, if it can recognize my face, then why can't it recognize a spirit's face, hypothetically? Right. And so I have it set up at the Stone Mill Inn. And this camera would, I would face it forward, like towards the rest of the room. And every time it would just go to the left. Uh, and there's nothing there. It's just a wall. And no matter what I did, no matter how many times I reset it, Unless I put my face in front of it, then it would come back towards the center of the room. But uh, so I think we have the capabilities. It's just not showing up on the cell phone camera what it's actually sensing. Yeah, I think you know, you know, there's there's tools that they use for media, uh, me, you know, for meteorological tools, I should say, that can detect you know small amounts of of energy. I mean, why can't we scale that down? Where where are these? I feel like I shouldn't be sitting here thinking about all these wonderful things. I think there should be a scientist out there that's already working on this. Like, if you had a scientist tomorrow invent something that could detect small energy in a room, that guy's a billionaire the next day because the paranormal people will buy it like crazy. I mean, Dave also will probably buy 20 of them. <laughs> oh, the gentleman that uh, created the Melmeters, um, I can't think of his first name, but Gelka yeah. is his last name, and he did it, you know, because his daughter passed away tragically. And I can only imagine the dough that that guy's raking in because uh, he's creating all the millimeters and 
he's just gone even beyond that. He was even creating the REM pods and he's giving all this equipment to uh, various television shows on discovery channel and whatever. So I'm just not that good of a, well, I mean, you don't have to have, yeah. I mean, (laughs) Benjamin Franklin was trying to figure out ways how to speak with the dead, right? This is a founding father of our country was trying to figure out a way to speak with the dead. He had a thorough interest in that. So it's not like it's a far-fetched idea. It's been out there. The problem is with today, this judgment rolls around, and people, like, they want to distance themselves from the uh, the, the, the supposed judgment of the accepted crowd, which I never understood. Just go out there and learn. You know, so, again, when you're out there doing your investigations, you're hands-on, right? You're getting out there. You're, you're trying to speak to me. You're doing the best you can to communicate. What's what's Absolutely. the... What's the lengthiest time you put into an investigation at a single time? Uh, 72 hours. Whoa. (laughs) Straight. (laughs) Yep. That was, uh, that one took me about a week to recover from. Uh, Just because, you know, you do get drained. Yeah. Uh, Not only just physically, but emotionally. And it's like, it's a different drain from, you know, not ever running a mile at school. And then that one time a year where you have to run the mile and you're like, Oh my gosh, I think I might actually die. But it's like a soul draining (laughs) to, for lack of a better word, like it's just everything. Like you can't even move. And I think I slept for a good 24, 36 hours straight when I got back home from that one. Yeah. Was it, was that a rewarding uh, a bit of research or that? Did you get paid off for that time? Oh gosh, no, yeah. no, I don't have like an actual, like real job, like the rest of America. Um, this is what I do. Um, and occasionally I will be compensated by different clients, um, at their will, right. but this is all that I do. So in that 72 hours, what, what did you, what did you discover? what did you come across? Uh, at that, that one, I was at Palmer house up in Sox center and Uh, There's a little boy there that had perished um, on the stairwell. And I actually befriended him and he followed me around that entire hotel for the entire three days. Um, He was making balls roll on the ground and light up like the bouncy balls that you can get at the store, like flash all different colors. Right. Uh, He was turning those on without the ball being bounced. He would roll the ball um, and then in the video, while I was there, you can actually see like, it's the best way to describe it is glitter floating in the air. And we just call them the sparkles. Huh. I've never seen them anywhere else except for Palmer's. And it is literally like white and silver glitter sparkles all around my face and up by the windows. Here, let me read this to you. I was digging for this as you were talking about it. This is back in October. Seemed like medical metal particles were in the air when I was recording is how this gentleman pronounced said it. So that's, that's the third time I've heard that. So it's not, you know, everyone has a different experience and who knows how they're manipulating the environment around you. But that's, that's again, for three times, I guess, I guess three times a charm. So that sparkles like that metal, like, so for you, it almost like metal particles here, right? That would be an exact, yeah, Yeah, glitter medical metal particles. However, we have to like say it to humanize it. All of this is 
an experience that we are just as humans trying to humanize as best as we possibly can, because we don't have the words in our language to describe what we have going on, like vibrations, for instance, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody experiences those differently, but we just say vibrations just as a common word, just so that everybody understands what in the heck we're talking about. Even though I've not met one person that experiences vibrations in the exact same manner. Right. It's it's funny you say too. Again, Steve Murr. I had to shout out Steve Murr. We were talking about frequencies and vibrations and how even from the Steve Murr is big on investigating the paranormal, but he also thinks that there should be no gap between that and ufology. There's a lot of parallels there. And in both cases, Frequencies and vibrations play a role, and we're starting to we're, we're we're theorizing that they manipulate their travels with frequencies and vibration. Now, wondering if spirits do the same. They they use a frequency or a vibration. I've heard the same terminology from afterlife people. And mind you, none of these people talk to each other. <laughs> Roberta Grimes speaks about uh, frequencies and vibrations. You know what levels you're on as far as the afterlife is concerned. So there's a lot of similarity, and maybe. One day we sit down, examine all of it, and we come to a, a strong conclusion, I think. You know, I think there are so many brilliant people out there that are investigating the paranormal. And I think, like, uh, they have paranormal con and so on. But not a function where it's, hey, buy all my stuff and here's a table full of crap. But you actually have just a conference room where people can just discuss this topic kind of like what you have going on right now with your podcast, but face to face and actually really understand one another. And I think it would really just blow the paranormal field wide open with all of our crazy ideas. Agreed. And you know, that's what a lot of people, some of the listeners I get, they don't realize what I'm doing again. I'm building a network. So when I travel to investigate these things, every stop I go to is going to be the big one. It's going to be ufology. It's going to be ghosts. It's going to be Bigfoot. If there's a Chupacabra, I'm going to look for that too. Just to, 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 to document it, right? Because i got to get to the, to the, to the I, I'm not going to go there for a day and call it a quit. Every location is going to be like a two-week stay. I'm going to oh. examine every inch of the place as I can. And podcast one way. What about Mothman? That one scares me a little bit. I'm not afraid of very many things, but that, that gives me the, so everything I've read about it and from what I've heard from some of the, the alleged witnesses and it, it sounds like that thing does not operate within our physics right it's it's between parallels here i have to, uh, yeah 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 it's everything i hear about that i don't know so i guess the best way to put it is i don't think it exists in our in our reality i think it's in and out of realities and anything that's in and out of like a, a spirit's ghost is here we know it's here it may maybe it's coming or between realities as well but we know it's tangible this mothman thing doesn't sound like it plays by any rules like even ufology there's some kind of rules even though it's it's supernatural to us it's just it's just that they have a greater technology we don't we don't comprehend it you know send a smartphone back to the 1800s see how they work out with that right (laughs) so but the mothman that that bugs me a bit everything i've heard about it seems to only appear where tragedy is just before and then not seen thereafter so there's right. a, it, it bugs me that one. There's another group I'm going to look into and I've heard people. Uh, where is this? Uh, the witnesses where they see these entities and where they see the entities the day later a tragedy happens and then they're not seen again. Those bother me too. <laughs> 
inconsistent. They're just there to see the, uh, the, the demise of something and then gone. What are your, you're okay with UFOs and aliens? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's a, after 2017 and the government released their videos of, you know, the, the military aircraft videos, there's right. no denying UFOs are real. It's just what's behind the controls. Now that I don't know. I have theories, but I don't know. <laughs> see, that's what scares me. I, I will run towards anything. I see a flying saucer, a Tic Tac, a, I don't even care what it is. I am running as fast as my little legs can take me. And I'm only five foot. <laughs> so I'm like a <laughs> quick little thing. I There's no way. Aliens, that's that's out for me. I don't know. I I, I would negotiate with them. If they came to my house right now and they're like, listen, man, we're going to take you. I'm like, hold on. Don't take me yet. Let's talk about this. <laughs> you got all this technology. What, what do I get out of it? You could put it, you could probe whatever you please. What do I get out of this? You know, make me smarter. Give me some knowledge. Make me taller. You know, build, construct me the right way where my immune system is perfect in every scenario or something like that. Cause I would negotiate. They took me against my will and I woke up. I'd probably do the same thing. Like, all right, listen, let's talk about this. You already got me here. <laughs> so let's figure out what I can get out of this. And I'll, I'll, I'll run along with the experiment. So I mean, I'd be okay with those ghosts. On the other hand, I would run towards one to, to document it. But then, like I said earlier, what if you get one in the house and it, and it, it just all it wants to do is bother you and you can't do shit about it. <laughs> you know, it's just going to sit there and bother you. What you're watching the TV show and it's in here. of just going blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd be more mad at the ghost that like messes up my house and is legitimately throwing my pots and pans everywhere, opening all my cuddler doors, throwing, you know, chairs up into a pyramid on my table. Then I would, I'm a neat freak. I love my house very orderly. Yeah. I would ha- have a spastastic attack. You know, I, I don't know. I, I'm an antagonist, man. Like in, in life, uh, people that lived to me in the past will tell you this. I'll walk in the room, turn the lights off, and you walk away. <laughs> Just to be funny about it. But now picture this, the reversal. It doesn't even have to be an aggressive ghost. I'm watching TV, my favorite show. It turns it off. I have to turn it back on. It turns it off again. People don't understand. There's a difference between being like a poltergeist haunted and some ghost just having a good go at you. You're, you're going to sleep at night, and it just wakes you up. Because to it, it's hilarious. <laughs> so. So you're turning on and off the TV situation. I can do that with because I have Google Home. Right. And I've done that to my children just to be a brat and make them do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I mean, I'll shut off the internet on them. And <laughs> yeah, but it, you're talking about a, a spirit that's like, it's at the money part of your show. You're about to get revealed who the killers and boom, TV's off. You're like, damn it. <laughs> oh, my son is a huge gamer. Oh, and uh, he was in the middle of a match and I turned off the internet on him and oh boy, did he have a heart attack? <laughs> I'm sure explosion so, call that. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, it's double XP weekend. Mom, you have no idea what you just did. My kill streak. Okay. Well, you should have done your chores and you know, you would have had, you know, a kill streak. How do kids that, feel about the, uh, <laughs> how, do, how do the kids feel about the paranormal? What are their, what is their perspective? My daughter uh, comes with me um, frequently on investigations. Uh, she likes to run the camera and stuff. Right. My son wants absolutely nothing to do with it. Now, my daughter is 17. My son is going to be 21 here in about a month. And 
Because, I mean, they're old enough to fully comprehend what mom does. And it's really kind of funny seeing both their different avenues on it where he's like, nope, not whatsoever. And she's just all for it and will get angry with me when I go to new places. I won't take her because I don't know what I'm walking into. Right. So I have to go and subject myself and be, you know, the little test bunny first before I let her come with. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's, it makes sense. The son doesn't want to be bothered. Okay, whatever. If you find something, let me know. I'm busy. Uh, the, but a girl, yeah, I guess they would be more, I, I don't know why it's that way. Like some boys just can't be bothered and other girls are just over inquisitive. Or like, I, I, I'm not even kidding. One night I had my daughter, my niece, my nephews where I was watching everyone. I don't know what made me possess me to think that I was a smart thing to do is watch all these kids. And, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch a documentary. I put this documentary about aliens on. Right. And I had them all frightened. <laughs> I had them convinced <laughs> that they could come at any moment. And that's just the, and it lets me know if that's who I am in life. Imagine me in the afterlife. Forget it. I feel bad for everyone. You better hope I go to another place. <laughs> you know, the, the trouble doesn't stop there. But yeah, but I, my my nephew, the youngest of them all, the one I thought was going to be afraid, he's like, yeah, whatever. They come here, they're going to get him a fight, I guess. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Where the uh, the girls are on the couch frozen, you know. So the it's uh, I guess you got to have a strong imagination because what I tell people is all the time, uh, imagination is is the recipe for theory, and theory is a recipe for science. It goes in that order. And so it's a good thing to have uh, have these different sides of it all. So for you, Absolutely. let's let's talk about or before we close, let's let's discuss your your uh, your tours and your videos and how are things to come out so everyone knows. So I would love to give you all that information. However, I don't have any tour dates uh, set up quite yet. Okay, nor the videos. Yeah, I'm really bad right now. That's no, okay. So if anyone wants to, <laughs> if, if anyone wants to reach out to you to, to, in the future for tours, how would they reach you? hauntingthehaunts.com just go ahead and click on the message little icon there it goes directly to my cell phone um, and I respond immediately because I have nothing else going on in my life (laughs) (laughs) excellent and I'll put that in description by the way too so in the meantime Harley it's been a pleasure I enjoyed speaking to you and I'm sure we're going to do it again Wonderful. I look forward to it. It's been awesome speaking to someone just as as inquisitive as me. Indeed. Thank you very much. We'll talk again. Thank you. Bye-bye.